Hey everybody, this is Dan coming in at the top of the show to let you know that we forgot to tell you who the director was of this film. So the director of Fall Back Down, this week's film, is Sarah Beth Edwards, or S.B. Edwards is how she's credited on the DCIFF site. So thank you, Sarah Beth, for submitting your film to DCIFF. We will see you at the end of the show. <laughs> everybody welcome to the indie film review i'm jared and with me is dan hello listeners <laughs> uh today is pretty special dan it is we got contacted a little bit ago by the dciff which what stands is for great question great question see this is why i have you on the podcast <laughs> you ask the tough questions it is the DC Independent Film Forum. What is that, DC? Uh, happens... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you could be talking about anything. <laughs> so every year they've been having this festival for a long time, apparently. It's like one of the longest running independent. Uh, it's short film. They do long films. They do animated features, everything. So if you go to DCIFF slash Indie.org, you can check out the stuff there. I believe the festival's probably done now yeah. by the time we uh, post these. But um, they contacted us and we're like, hey, do you want to be brand ambassadors? And we got all blushy. Ooh. And we're like, ooh, you think that highly of us, do you? And, and we said yes. Yeah, so, um, we watched so, we watched some films. We we tweeted yeah. out about them. We put them on Instagram, and um, we really enjoyed ourselves. I have to say. So me and Dan are in a new chapter in our lives where uh, we say yes to anything. Yes. So it's kind of like that one movie with Jim Carrey that no one watched. I watched it. <laughs> well, again, no one watched. He had a really funny, funny joke about Red Bull. In that movie. Um, oh, please do tell. No. I'm, I'm sure the audience is on the edge of their seat, ready for the Red Bull. It's joke. bad. Just just look up Jim Carrey Red Bull and frown at the fact that he's no longer doing, you know, what he did in the 90s. Uh, not <laughs> true. Have you seen the new Sonic movie? Yes, actually. And it wasn't that bad. Was it okay? I, I haven't His seen it, performance kind of is, is grade A Jim Carrey, but I don't really like the movie. <laughs> We're so off track. Anyways, so this is sponsored, is what I'm saying, and the film we're talking about now is Fall Back Down. Yes. And then next week we're going to cover another film. Please be excited. And maybe, maybe, we'll talk about a short film right now, because I have to. There was this amazing fucking movie. There was a block yeah. of like uh, five or six horror films, and they were all like nine to 13 minutes long, but the very mm -hmm. first one was called... Um, Scary Story to Tell in the Dark, number 684, and it blew my fucking mind. Because the premise was so fucking simple. It's been done before. Like, it, basically, it's kind of a riff on um, when a stranger calls, and it turns out that the person who's calling is inside your house. But mm -hmm. it's about this girl who gets a phone call in the middle of the night. The voice is like, I'm at the foot of your bed. And then she's like, I'm going to, you're lying. And he calls back, and he's like, I'm outside your door. 
And then he keeps telling yeah. her, like, I'm getting further and further away from your house. Like, I'm in the living room. And it just mm-hmm. gets that creepy. But then the cinematography in it is just so beautiful. Like, there's this one shot where she it makes her feel so isolated because it's a, a top-down shot, an establishing shot of where she is. And the whole neighborhood is just pitch dark. And you have one light on in her house. And it keeps getting further and further away from that window. Oh, my God. It was so good. So... I, not too much more on it. Just hats off to that film. It, it blew my mind. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I don't know. Like, should we spoil it? No, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Try There's to find it. To it. Um, just always, always, always support indie filmmakers. But if you find it, it's called "Scary Story to Tell in the Dark," number six eighty four. Maybe they'll post it on YouTube eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Vimeo. Okay, so let's get into "Fall Back Down." Fall Dan, what the heck is back "Fall Back Down"? down. So it's a little convoluted. I will say this: it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to do a pretty you know pretty synopsis because the film is it has its fingers in a lot of different pies, and mm-hmm. they we take the fingers out of the pies and they're sticky and filled with boysenberry and raspberry and blueberry mm. because again it was a lot of pies. That so sounds tasty. Yes. Now. This film is, it starts off by having two kind of hipsterish people who, like, they, they seem to live by minimal means because they don't need the material aspects of life. And they go to a lot of protests together, and they, that's their kind of lifestyle. And the girl of the couple gets an opportunity to go overseas and do some kind of protest. And this guy is left, you know, in the dust, and he needs to... Um, he needs to make some money because his parents' house is being foreclosed on and he's trying to help mm-hmm. them out by any means necessary. So he gets a job at a clothing factory where he meets a woman and there's a murder that happens there that we don't necessarily <laughs> pay attention to for a good portion of the movie, which is what I was expecting was going to happen. Um, instead, we focus on the drama of this this relationship that kind of burgeons out of this factory like they don't like each other at first him and the new girl that is like attractive like the love interest and then it's a bit their of a story love triangle if you yeah know. it's a love triangle so basically he starts to fall in love with this one girl and then at the end of the movie his girlfriend comes back and now he has to choose between the two or spoilers we'll talk about it soon <laughs> or something else happens and here, here, here's here's a hint guys something else happens all right dan let's get into some questions okay did the film, or do you think the film bit off a little bit more than it can chew? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, this, this film is all over the place. I don't know heads or tails of what's, like, what is important, what is not important. We have the story with the main character and his ex-girlfriend who leaves. Then we have his parents' house getting foreclosed on. They're trying to raise money for that. Then we have... Uh, his sister playing banjo wants to play the banjo, but she gets stage fright. Then we have a murder mystery. Then we have uh, another. Um, we have him working at a sweatshop that and inexplicably turns into Bollywood at one point. <laughs> that was cool. I know, strange but cool. But there's just so many different things going on in this movie, and I really wish it would have focused it down to 
at least one or two things. The issue There's just is too many elements in the, this. The issue is the amount of elements, like you say, but the promise of something that's intriguing, which is the murder mystery. Like that's in the synopsis, and that's what I wanted to know about. But mm-hmm. whenever we started not to focus on that, I'm like, okay, where? What? You're right. Like there is so much to focus on. I don't know which one's important. And tonally, this movie is all over the place again it's out of control um because you have like this zany comedy and then like the next scene there's like a dead guy on the floor there's blood everywhere right now i'm going to come to this film's defense here whenever you say tonally it's all over the place I feel like it was a good representation of um, people who live like this. Like, their lives, they they just go with the flow. You know what I mean? Like, they Mm -hmm. they don't make plans. They just, like, fly by the seat of their pants, um, if they are wearing any. Ooh. Um, And I feel the film reflected that lifestyle very well. But is it a lifestyle that I want to pay attention to? Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. I'm fine with, like... Because dark comedies exist, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the way they inter- intertwine all of these different things together is so convoluted. Everything feels so convoluted. And I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, am I supposed to think of this as a farce? Like, none of this is real. And and we're, like, stepping outside of reality. Because the film s- seems very grounded in that mm-hmm. place. Like, this isn't like a Pee Wee Herman-esque strange adventure that are all going on. This isn't like a Hunter S. Thompson film oh, yeah. where it's like, you drug, know, psychedelic and out of yeah. control. Everything feels grounded, but the, their reasoning for doing a lot of things, I just don't see normal people doing that. Like, why why don't they call the cops when they find this murder? Um, I feel like a lot of the reasons they come up with don't make any sense. There's like a ton of things where they, they're, they're like, hey, we need to get more evidence. And I'm like, there's a huge pile of blood every there's like blood everywhere you could call the cops right now and have them come in and investigate this and the whole film would be over (laughs) well uh, a section of the film Mm. would be over and then you'd have to focus on maybe the other parts of the film uh boy do i want to get into spoilers but we can't yet uh dan what'd you think about the uh cinematography of this film there was a lot of interesting points in it. Like, I feel like my favorite parts of the movie were the cinematography and the acting. Um, because, they, I mean, there weren't big sweeping motions of cinematography, but I was engaged. Like, even though it was all over the place, I wanted to know each part of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and that has a lot to do with the way it was filmed. Um, there were a couple of really good scenes with the camera. Like, the whole Bollywood scene that I was talking about, man, like... That they was cool. they yeah. utilize the space because the Bollywood scene takes place in the warehouse and they utilize the space that that was very constricted in the first place very mm-hmm. well, I think, in terms of the way the, the actors were blocked and the way the camera was moving throughout. And the editing actually served its purpose as well. So, I mean, in terms of making a film, like the the actual um, building blocks of the film, it, it was it was on point. It's just the narrative took me down too many roads and forgot to bring me back. You know what I mean? Well, you know what would help with that is editing. (laughs) So, right? (laughs) Yeah. If they would have edited a lot of this stuff out, just because I think what happened is, is you have your baby and your baby is so beautiful and you love it and you want like every single thing to be in the film that was your idea. 
And I don't think there was anyone there to be like, listen, we got to cut some of this stuff out to make this film flow better. And it, I think it, this is just an overbloated film. There's too much in it. And if you cut cut this film... Give it a laxative. There could have been something Maybe we really don't need to cut here. it. Maybe we can just let it all, you know, filter out itself. Because <laughs> <laughs> how long was this movie? Like two hours, right? It was a hundred and something minutes. So it wasn't quite two hours. It was like an hour and 45-ish, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, we could have cut 20 minutes off to make this a tight 80. Mm. Other than that, I'll say, because I've been ragging on this pretty hard, uh, I liked how this film looked. I thought the the directing was really good. Mm -hmm. I thought... The characters are written really well. I, yeah, like, the characters are interesting. Um, I did have a problem with one character, which I guess we'll get into in spoilers, which is uh, Rena. Is that the girlfriend? That is the... Um, the love interest that gets introduced. Yes, the okay. love interest. Because she's... Well, I guess I'll talk about it now. She just feels really cartoony at first. Mm -hmm. And um, she's just like, I'm going to hate the main character because that's what I was told to do in the story. The script told me I need to be antagonistic towards him. And you're like, oh, good. They're going to fall in love. And it's going to be like a love triangle thing. It's like, it's kind of well, like, see, I already know what's going on. That cliche, I appreciate uh -huh. it. I, I I don't know. Like I I kind of well, like hate it. You know. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm just saying I kind of liked how cartoony that she was. Like I, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't necessarily call it cartoony, but it, she definitely was more of a caricature, I guess, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then the more we grow on her in the in the movie, the the less she feels like a caricature to me. Well, I didn't hate it. Right. The the love triangle thing, but what I'm saying is like there are scenes where that that uh actor is so great and it's whenever she's allowed to just be a normal human being and mm -hmm. like actually play the role as that character. And that doesn't happen till later on in the film. Yeah. Like when she starts to kind of fall in love or start to like really hang out with the main character. And in the in those intro scenes, it just felt like 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 we were just saying, a caricature of mm -hmm. a human being. It was distracting to me. Uh, I was supposed to, was it supposed to be positive? I thought I was supposed to be positive right now. Okay. Um, what did you think about the music, Dan? I'll give you my thoughts on it. I thought it was great. I thought the music was awesome in this. Really? Really good. Yeah, it was like Oh, punk... wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The punk soundtrack. Okay, yeah. yeah no, yeah, this yeah. was definitely... Really punk track? Definitely, I did like the music a lot in this. I, Super I, I was good. trying to remember what it was. But no, like, the film has a lot of punk spirit to it. Now I'm yeah, remembering. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was definitely... Like, okay, they said it's a punk thing in the synopsis, and that is 100% true. Like, if you are into the punk aesthetic, this film nails it really well. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, but I also think, like you were saying, it's like a punk hippie mm -hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. Because it's like a very laissez-faire, you know, just just kind of like drifting from party to party. Yeah, in protest to <laughs> Things protest. Things just happen. And and that's kind of the lifestyle they want. They don't really want anything more than that. Um, and uh, it, it's it's fascinating to look at that kind of thing. Do you guys want to come to my art installation later this week? You had me at come. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Indie uh, Film Review. I had me at uh, come too. That's fine. Mm. Mm. We really need to stop being inappropriate. <laughs> 
We really need to stop being. I know it's so funny. The strange contrast of our show is like we want to really seriously talk about these films and independent films, but we're so dirty. It's a reflex. It's an it's an impulse we can't control. I feel like we reflect the people here who are like they want to get the academic portion of the show. I don't know. We're all hey Dan. We're all over the place. You know, there's you ever think about that? Yeah. Yeah. You ever turn the mirror on yourself? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, when are you turning the mirror on others? I never look at a mirror directly because I'm a vampire. Dan, Let's get into we spoilers. are going to get into spoilers. Please. Let's do it. Okay, uh, so um, the murder well, mystery. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. If you want to watch this oh, film, yeah. it's on the DCIFF. Uh slash indie.org i mean we we can say that it's making its festival circus or circus festival circuit right now um so it's probably not going to get a wide release until it it hits all the festivals and we don't know where it is right now i hope a lot of these movies do get released on like prime and yeah no i mean and all those other places i I, want to i need to be out there i really think i really think so too because like I said, I was very floored with the amount of um, just amazing filmmaking in, in yeah. that was submitted to this festival. This was the highest quality festival that I've watched. Yeah, me too. For sure, hands down, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how good these films were. And then the program, and- like the selections. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're ragging on Fall Back Down a little bit, but like, you know, it had competency and it was it was definitely a good selection for this festival, I think. Fall Back Down was an extremely competent film and really made, uh, uh, really well made in a lot of ways. Um, I am being hard on it. We just, just don't know and, where and, it was going. Yeah, a lot of that is because of uh, their personal taste. Mm-hmm. It's not because of, like, oh, I can't look at this film because it's gross. You yeah, know no, I mean? no. Like, or, like, these edits. Uh, like I said, like, so, okay, editing issues, right? That's more of I want the film to be shorter and more focused. <laughs> yeah. Not because the editing is cutting and it's all weird. You know what I mean? It's not like we're jump cutting to all this like dumb stuff. When there's jump cuts in this film, they're on purpose mm-hmm. and I am enjoying them. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So the murder mystery, I don't know. It it felt so inconsequential because we we are introduced to the murder mystery and then we have to be like paying attention to the main characters who stop paying attention to the murder for some reason. And it turns out that I... the people who own the sweatshop killed one of their employees for an insurance scam. I don't even remember what it was, like, the reasoning behind it. They're like a drug smuggling That's cartel? What I don't fucking That's know. That's what it was. It was something like it's... they were doing something behind the scenes, and I guess the guy got caught up in it. And he Again, I'm punching this dead horse in the face, but, like, if you want to focus on this, like, make it the whole film. And then make the side story the love triangle, which you could easily work it in. But it's, it's just strange how this isn't like the main thing. Well, I mean, or cause... cut it all out and just make it like, make it a drama the... about this guy figuring out what he wants to do with his yeah, life and exactly. these two girls in the middle. Like that's that a thing murder I'd watch. mystery. That is, I, I, I honestly think it's the murder mystery itself that messes up the tonality of this film because it just yeah. it feels so out of place. Because we are focusing so much on the drama of this guy's life. Yeah. And whenever you introduce something, I don't know, as insane as a murder that takes place at the place he works and we're not going to focus on it, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit strange. 
Well, okay, I want to talk about a scene. It was like kind of like my first red flag of like what's going on in this movie. <laughs> so, um, we have the whole intro of oh, okay, him him and his girlfriend are protesting and they're going to go overseas and he can't because he needs to start making money uh, uh, to help his parents so their house doesn't get foreclosed on. Oh no! And then there's a whole scene where he goes to his parents' house. This is the first time we ever meet their parents. And it, no, no real introduction or, like, dialogue interaction happens. They all just come up. They're like, oh, no, we're so sad. We're so sad. They all hug. And then he, like, jumps in his car, runs over a sign, jumps out of the car, <laughs> runs over the sign, and pisses on the, on the ground. And I'm like, I don't know what is happening right he now. He is like, angry that, that his parents are getting foreclosed on. He's angry at the bank. So what he does is he takes his anger out on the sign, and he pisses on its hospitality. <laughs> you can't piss on hospitality. Well... I, I turn to my wife and I'm like, did I miss something? And she, she just explained what you explained. But I, for some reason, the scene was not... We get it. You're dumb. I'm dumb as shit. I'm so <laughs> dumb and I need things to be explained. I better. liked this scene. I liked the scene did a lot. Did you? Okay. Um, right. I, I thought it Good. was... Because it fits in the drama. Like, it, it fits into what they were going for. And it, it, but isn't that like setting a tone where you think, okay, now the rest of this film has to kind of meet this bar of like zaniness? Yes like and no. Like I can, I can see your argument, but what that did for me was establish more of who this character is. Like mm. some of the things, like he will act on impulse in very poor ways. And that's, that's mm. what I got out of it. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there a scene you want to talk about? Um, yeah. I want to talk about the end <laughs> because... Okay, yeah, we have to talk about the ending, absolutely. The ending, the, the girlfriend does end up coming back. And yep. at this point in the film, the main character is falling for Rena, the, the new yep. love interest. And mm -hmm. now that the girl is coming back, he's hurt, but he still has an interest in her. So he wants to go meet up with her and speak his mind. But... He speaks his mind and he kind of dumps the, the girlfriend. Lizzie, Lizzie is her name. And he gets back with Rena and they are about to have sex in his van at the very end. And you you see Lizzie come up to the van and say, hey, I just want to talk. I know you're in there and they're literally about to have sex. And they, for lack of a better word, invite her in for the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man like, okay before they invite her in she gives a speech about how she was in a controlling relationship an abusive controlling relationship forcefully against her will while she was overseas and that's why she couldn't communicate to her boyfriend and they're like oh yeah it really sucks you're in that terrible relationship okay well you want to come fuck you want to come fuck us right now in this van you want, want to do a little fuck? And then, the, yeah, like you said, the movie ends with all three of them having sex. And um, I wanted to throw my TV into the ocean. I, I turned it off. So I don't know if anything happens after them having sex. But I hated this ending so much. It felt like such a cop-out. Like I was, I was kind even the things I was having issues with, I was kind of like, all right, okay, you know, this movie, but this ending, 
was insane to me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I didn't like the ending. I will say that I it was did not like it. But I didn't rage quit the movie. <laughs> I rage quitted this movie. I don't do that that often. It's I think it's the idea of mixing her like physical, mental, sexual trauma with having and then sex. Leading that right into her having a threesome with some dude in a van where they already just fucked. Oh, and then, okay, I wanted to ask you this, too. Dan, did they ever resolve Nick, the main character, his sister's story? No, and that's the thing I wanted to talk about next. What? Because to Go me, ahead. that was the, one of the more interesting stories of the, um, of the film, just based on personal preference, because I love musician stories. And, yeah. you know, this girl, she... she knows how to play banjo and she's pretty good at it and she wants to make something of herself and there's this really fucking awesome scene where she's about to play an open mic and she just caves under the pressure of yeah. playing for and i'm like oh my god i've been there like it was it was really well done and that's it that's all you get because we never return to her which mm -hmm. is a little disappointing but then that's kind of the issue whenever you have so many different ideas going at once like the 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 film's problem i think is it wanted to be a bunch of different films and they could have made you know three different films from all the different intricate stories they're telling here and each one of those films would have been great so maybe it was just an issue of like so many different ideas at once and we couldn't decide on which i i, I don't know i i don't know the 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 thought process behind these writers and directors. Well, again, that's just like an editing thing. Like I said, it's yeah, but did they have all these great ideas? Did they actually film a resolution to that uh, sister story with the banjo? We don't even know. I don't know. Maybe they did cut it out. I don't know. Uh, on a positive note, the acting in this is great. Yes, I love all. I love all the actors. I thought they they did a great the job. The settings are amazing too. Like the the. the the furniture location factory, shots, the location shooting. So cool, yeah. I was not bored during this film. I was engaged the entire time. Well, final thoughts, Dan, what do you think? Final thoughts, aside from being tonally all over the place, it really is in the spirit of punk, just with the music and the attitude. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it delivers on that aspect of the synopsis that I read. Like, it, it, if you want to see that punk hippie lifestyle, go for it. Because mm -hmm. it, it really it really works in that regard. Oh, sometimes I feel like a bad person, Dan. No. Am I a bad person? No, you're not. It's just, it's a film festival. And, I mean, did this film festival have awards? I don't know. Whenever you watch a film, you're going you're gonna to watch more films that might be worse or might be better than it. Like, this was not the worst film that I saw at the film festival, I will say that much. Yeah, I mean, because I know a lot of people put a, hard, a lot of hard exactly. work into it, and it just it makes me feel bad for being uh, a jerk. Well, they can just write a, write us a terrible review on. Yeah, they can always review our show and say it's fucking trash, and they won't be wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, let's let's wrap this. Bitch yes, up. you can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail .com. That's how we got to be ambassadors for the DCIFF. Ooh. Brand ambassadors, brand ambassadors. Necropoticon is a place you can go to click on a link to the Discord and come talk to us, the Necropoticon Discord. 
Necropodicon is the podcasting network that we are a part of. You can come and directly to the Discord and start verbally assaulting us for yes, for not verbally <laughs> assaulting me. Critique my life, put it under a microscope, oh, take God. everything I that I love that. and say it's trash. <laughs> Please be nice to me. Anyways, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Daniel, the final word. Punk rules, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they know guitar solo in punk. Empires, demons, apples, mice, gnomes, barbarians, saxophones, dice. Fate of Ison is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast from New Zealand. The players are comedians, and the dungeon master is very, very patient. Check out fateofison.com to discover fan art, cast profiles, and a whole new world of adventure. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.